Welcome to Museum Archipelago. I'm Ian Elsner. Museum Archipelago guides you through the rocky landscape of museums. Each episode is never longer than 15 minutes. So let's get started. Go to the central square of any Soviet-influenced country, like Lithuania, and you will find empty pedestals. The pedestals used to hold monuments to Soviet leaders. Where there was once a statue of Lenin and Stalin, you can now find overgrown bushes and a pop-up cell phone store. Where are the statues now? Well, in Lithuania at least, they are in a pseudo-theme park called Grutus Park, or, unofficially, Stalin World. They are surrounded by other attractions, like a cattle car, similar to the ones that used to send dissidents to Siberia. A couple of Soviet watchtowers, some zoo animals for the Penning Zoo, and amusement park ride. Made a cafe with like some kitschy Soviet titles for the stuff on the menu. This is Monica Bernotis, a museum industry professional currently at Consulticon, Inc., who has been to Grutus Park and written about it. But I guess like once you get into the actual statue walk, it's kind of funny because you can do whatever you want. So like, climbing on top of Lenin and Stalin, picking their nose, patting them on the head, doing whatever you want. And like, mm-hmm. it's, it's really humorous to kind of have that interaction. Today, we'll pick Lenin's nose and try to figure out what Stalin world means to Lithuania and to the rest of the world. Monica Bernotis admits that her experience might not be the same as other people's. It was different for me, I think, than from a lot of other like native Lithuanians, because I never had to deal with those statues in real life. But I like to think that I have some sort of connection, some sort of understanding that these images might have been both scary and inspirational at different times in somebody's life. For me, they've always been images that were bad. Like, no, like, I feel like growing up, I always knew that Lenin's face, Stalin's face, like, these were the faces of terror that drove my grandparents out of Lithuania. But on a broader level, like, they mean so many different things to so many different people in history. Here, we get into what Bernotis calls the museumification of these monuments. When these monuments were first erected in town squares, their purpose was to glorify Soviet ideology. When the monuments were moved to Stalin world, the context changes. Now, they showcase a new set of values. What's interesting about this, about Kutos Park, for me, is that it makes a very bold statement as to where these statues came from. Because on the one hand, it, they could have curated the park to say, like, this is a park of Soviet statues, and these are the people who the statues represent. This is a statue of Lenin, and this is what Lenin did. Instead of taking that approach, I called it museumification in my paper. Instead of taking that approach, they present a statue of Lenin and they say, this is a statue of Lenin. This statue of Lenin once stood in Lukashenko Square in Vidna. Um, This is a statue of Stalin. It stood in this square, in that square. But here, in Grutos Park, the statues don't represent Lenin. 
they represent where Lenin once stood. So people can go visit them and say, I remember the statue from when I was in school at my high school graduation where my teacher asked me to recite this bold poem by Pushkin in front of it. They can really create this emotional memory, but because it's not in the same place where it once was, they're removed from that place of oppression. Kind of like all of the oppression was, uh, or the, the experience of the Soviet Union is now contained in a few acres in the middle of nowhere in Lithuania, <laughs> whereas it was once um, the central locale in each community. The sculpture park separates the original intention of the sculpture from the sculpture's purpose today. In fact, the existence of the park has made many Lithuanians uneasy. I don't believe that it was ever meant to be pro-Soviet. I don't think that was ever the intention, but in the aftermath of the first idea and the implementation of the idea, there was an outcry against it because it was preserving these images that had been so oppressive in the past. The extent to which you think of this park as a monument to Soviet heroes or as an exhibition of Soviet horrors is to what extent you think of this park like a museum. As Monica writes, for those who are unable to comprehend the line that the museum draws, the park appears as a monument to those crimes. But a museum is not the place to be irreverent. It's a serious, buttoned-up place where you can't climb on the statues and where the exploring must be intellectual, not physical. Stalin world is different. Monica wasn't the only one who behaved irreverently under the glowering faces. I have seen other friends going there, and just the pictures of them going there. And almost everybody has their, like, standard picking Lennon's nose picture, or the... <laughs> Just doing doing all sorts of all manner of ridiculous things uh, with those statues. Stalin world represents a collective nationwide healing process. It offers a chance to laugh together at the past. As Bernotis writes, the humor of the park can help the Lithuanian people collectively digest their horrors of their history, thus contributing to the efforts of nation building in the post-Soviet age and preventing any possible repetition of the terror of the Soviet era. This has been Museum Archipelago. You'll find show notes at museumarchipelago.com. Club Archipelago members get access to a bonus podcast feed that's sort of like the director's commentary to the main show. Subscribe at patreon.com slash museumarchipelago. If this is your first show, don't forget to subscribe for free in your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. And next time, bring a friend.